Okay, well, welcome to the show again. I've got my coffee cup, but it's filled with water. I've had too much coffee for the day. I want to welcome you to the show, and I also want to thank Betty Ryder Boutique for this fun outfit that I'm wearing today. Betty Ryder is at Preston Center. Just go through the red door, and you will see beautiful clothes. And she's offering something very special. She's got these beautiful $25 masks of all beautiful fabrics. This one is French. And if you go in her boutique, you will get one free. $25 value. So thank you, Betty. Well, I I don't even know what to say about the guests that I have on today because I am absolutely so in awe of Tom Halsey. And let me tell you why. He has competed in and finished 11 Ironmen not only that, six mountain winter, mountain man winter triathlons. And for those of you who may not know so much about that one, that includes cross country skiing, snowshoe running, and speed skating. He'll tell you all about that. Now, as if that isn't enough to hold high esteem, Tom has defied defeat by having been diagnosed with prostate cancer and then heart disease during these events. Yet he's with me today, having successfully done so. And today, Tom is really a beacon of hope. How he did this? Stay tuned. Welcome to our podcast, Doing It Right. This podcast reveals authentic stories from successful leaders doing it right. It's about their journey to become a leader, their choices, motivations, and lessons. In essence, how they built successful personal brands. Your host is Valerie Sokolowski, author of eight leadership books and nationally known as an authority on executive presence and personal branding. Let's get started. Here's Valerie. Well, Tom, <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the show. I, 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 I not only read the book, can I just show you, audience, how much is in here that is just filled with not only Tom's story, but you, you write this to common man because it is about your life principles that take any of us through the challenges. And God knows I can't and we can't even imagine those that you went through. So I just, um, I want to start by asking you about your 61st birthday that wasn't the kind of celebration a birthday would normally have. What happened? Well, first of all, let me thank you so much, Valerie, for having me on your, your podcast today. It's a real pleasure. Thank you. On my 61st birthday, I heard my doctor say the three words you never want to hear, you have cancer. Mm. And uh, I was just absolutely uh, devastated. I mean, I was just, I was just in shock. I, all, all the terms you can think of, and uh, I w it was, it was, again, it was not the birthday present that I wanted to have, and um, so I, I was, uh, I was challenged. And uh, compounding my angst was I had just witnessed one of my best friends lose his life to the same disease, and he, he uh, battled it 
prostate cancer for four years and it was absolutely gut-wrenching to watch that and I wasn't at that moment I was not prepared to go through um, what what he did mm. well from that um, wasn't long after that you shared that you were doing everything you could to overcome fear <laughs> and you went ahead and competed in what I competed in the well I had a very good friend who who knew that I uh, how I felt uh, and the despair that I felt and he reminded me of the uh, the motto of the Iron Man which is anything is possible and it's all about setting goals and and he said you need to remember what that uh, what that motto is and set goals to get yourself beyond these dark days that you're you're in right now and uh, so at that point I was able to turn my mindset around and I, I I started setting goals for myself. I had short-term, intermediate, and long-term goals uh, that I wanted to achieve to get to get beyond those uh, dark days. And my uh, long-term goals, I actually had a couple of long-term goals. One was to be able to compete in another Ironman. And for those that don't know, the Ironman is a 2.4-mile swim followed by a 112-mile bike, followed by a 26.2 marathon all in one day. Um, but then my other goal, and more important though, is I wanted to be around to, uh, to, to walk my daughter down the aisle. And uh, I was able to achieve both of those goals uh, um, 14 months after my, uh, after my surgery. So it was... Uh, monumental for me only 14 months what did your doctor say I think he thought I was maybe crazy push, yeah pushing the envelope a little bit and I have to admit uh, in my short-term goal uh, was to take a, a business trip on behalf of the North Texas Crime Commission um, this was about three and a half weeks after my uh, surgery, and hindsight's twenty twenty. But it was probably a little bit too much for me at that time. Anything, just little things like putting my luggage up in the overhead bin and all of the plane. I, I just couldn't couldn't do it. But uh, um, but um, but those long term goals were very ambitious, and I also had a very ambitious intermediate goal, and that was to be able to to cross the finish line at a half Ironman in Austin exactly six months after uh, my surgery. And for me, um, it, you know, crossing the finish line was a victory, but the bigger victory for me was just getting to the start line, and um, mm. and that's the way it was really in 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 the other the subsequent Ironmans that I completed for my uh, uh, for my long term goals. So. Um, well, first of all, I love the title, Thank you. the title, The Winning Mindset That Saved My Life. And obviously, audience, I've read this book. Tom asked me, I said, can you send me your book so I can read it? And he said, do you read the books? <laughs> and what did I say, Tom? You said you read every one of them. I right. read every book yep. that is an author on my show. I do, because I care that much about knowing you. And um, having said that, the winning mindset, 
you talk in the book, and I'd like to you, for you to now too, about the mindset you have to have for that strenuous physical activity, particularly after you've had this operation. The pain, this is what I'm getting to, the pain. You had the operation pain, and then you did the Ironman and finished. So how does one, lots of us in the audience have had pain, maybe currently are, give us some tips. First of all, um, you know, the, the, the uh, having that mindset was key uh, but just and that was key to me even just getting to the surgery table uh, because it, at first I wasn't ready to go I wasn't ready to go down that path as I said I was in a I was actually in a, in a pretty dark place when uh, when this all all started so having so, so I had to, that shift in mindset really had to uh, occur first and one of the things I like to say about the Iron Man is it's a, it's really is a metaphor for life. It's it's a long day, and you have a lot of ups and downs in that day, just like you do in in life. And how you deal with the adversity or the pain is really what uh, really defines you. And uh, and I really think that that having that mindset of being able to do an Ironman uh, was a, would help get me through those uh, dark days of, uh, of both my heart disease and, and the cancer. So we haven't talked about the heart disease. Mm -hmm. So tell us about that. Um, well, seven, seven months after I was uh, died, after I crossed the finish line at the Ironman World Championship in Hawaii, um, I was diagnosed with severe uh, um, carotid artery disease, cardiac disease, and um, and the, the first cardiologist, and this is so much of my message, the first cardiologist that I went to uh, uh, didn't believe me. He, he just thought that, you know, he was looking at me and uh, saw this guy, this healthy guy who had just finished the Ironman a few months prior and totally dismissed my concerns that I was having some discomfort in my uh, shoulder. And um, so, and you know, I, my, the, the tests, the preliminary tests, everything looked fine. Um, EKG and the stress test were fine. In fact, I was off the charts on the stress test, but I said there's, I kept insisting there was something wrong. And it wasn't until I went to a, another cardiologist to get that second opinion uh, and where they did the nuclear stress test that they said, yes, there is something wrong when you're taxing your heart. When I'm sitting, uh, being sedentary like we are right now, there was no indication that anything was wrong. But if I had, if I had not listened to my body and been proactive with my health, I probably would not be sitting here right now because of something. You know, sitting in front of the TV or whatever one night, I probably would have uh, keeled over. Gosh, you know that that Tom is a message for all of us to listen to our bodies. Yeah. And second opinions are always good. Second, too. absolutely. <laughs> and, and, but you've got to you've got to listen to your body and and uh, be be proactive with your health. And if you don't like what you're hearing from, you know, your first doctor, whatever, get get another opinion. Absolutely. So, all right, now you have had prostate cancer. You've had the operation. You've now diagnosed, been diagnosed with heart issues. 
how how and why did you keep doing these Ironmen? Well, it, it was really because uh, I, it was that healthy lifestyle that I've always that I've always had throughout my life, um, and I felt like that's really what it what is you know, really keeping me going. As I tell younger people in their 20s and 30s, you know, what you, how you take care of your body when you're younger is going to, whether good or bad, is going to impact you later in life so that when you do have, have a, 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 a severe medical issue like I've had, you're able to uh, cope with them better, both physically and, and mentally. Well, now I know that I want to get back to the mountain man in a minute, but I now know I know now that you are an advocate for uh, both prostate cancer and heart disease. Tell us what you're doing now, and then I'll go back to some of these other. Okay. Um, well, I, I do a lot of advocacy because one one of the you know one of the lessons I've learned in in, in life is. Um, there's nothing more gratifying than than uh, helping other people and, and paying it forward. And really my why or my purpose now is to uh, help other, if hopefully inspire other people uh, to, uh, to be uh, proactive and take care of themselves uh, by sharing my uh, lived experiences. And that's uh, why I've become such an advocate. Um, um, I sit on the I sit on the board of Zero, the end of prostate cancer, which is a national organization dedicated to to helping men and their families that are dealing with prostate cancer today, and also finding a cure for future generations. And I'm also a um, the president of the North Texas Prostate Cancer Coalition. Um, uh, I'm a uh, uh, a peer reviewer for the Congressionally Directed Medical Research Programs, the Prostate Cancer Research Program, and also a um, uh, an advocate, research advocate at, at UT Southwestern here in in Dallas. So it's all again, it's all about uh, you know paying it forward and, and and making a difference in people's lives. You know, there's 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 one quote on. Um, on Jackie Robinson's tombstone, and it says so much. A person's life is not important except in the impact it has on other lives, and I've really, really taken that mm -hmm. to heart. And that's, and that's really what I've dedicated my my life to now. Thank goodness you are well and doing this from all that you have experienced. You mentioned zero, and. I think it's an interesting uh, something to share about the yellow, was it a yellow blue, band? Blue, blue band mm -hmm. that said zero on it when you woke up from your surgery. Mm -hmm. What was that band? Why did they even put it on you? Well, why they did, I guess it was just to again, helping create awareness and, you know, for, you know, a support organization out there for men that are dealing with this. Uh, but at the time that, that I got it, they gave it to me, though. I didn't really think much about it. I just thought it was a cool looking band and I le left it on. Um, and I, 
and it, and it led it eventually led me to to doing my due diligence and uh, discovering zero and um, uh, and the rest really as I say is history I wore the the band for five years and it was a constant reminder to me uh, of to of to why I was why I was doing this when I was in my races or training, you know, it, it was something that I could look down to to give me inspiration. Uh, for example, my friend who who lost his life just prior to my own diagnosis, it was a it was a reminder uh, again of, of, of for men like him mm. and men that uh, has subsequently. Um, Lost, lost the battle, if you will, and that are mm. part of what I call this reluctant brotherhood. It is a brotherhood, I'm sure. Yes. When you are going through these uh, excruciating physical activities, whether it's the uh, Iron Man or the Mountain Man, what what are your thoughts? What are you thinking? <laughs> Why am I doing this? Uh, <laughs> um, it, it, well, it, it, I just get a lot, a lot of, of self-satisfaction about having, you know, uh, doing something that a lot of people say you, you can't do. You brought up the mountain man. Um, the first, the first year I, I, um, I did it. Uh, many people, including doctors, said there's no way that a flatlander from Texas can compete in a race like this. It's at high altitude um, and the extreme conditions and everything. And uh, um, when I hear something like that, I, I want to uh, I want to prove them wrong. So uh, <laughs> uh, I always like to I like to achieve what's thought of as impossible and and really pushing um, pushing the body. But so much of this too, though, is in, is with Iron Man and everything else is uh, you know people think about the physical uh, difficulty of these races, but it, but I would say sixty percent of it or even more is is, is mental. And you've got to have that mental discipline to uh, want to get to the uh, the finish line. Because there's many times in these races, as I talked about earlier, be you know lots of ups and downs. And there's many times you're questioning, you know, do I re really have it in me to to finish, or do I want to give up? So I can almost picture two little two little voices, one on this shoulder and one on this. One is saying, do I want to give up? I'm not sure. And the other one is saying, what? What What were the thoughts that kept you going? Because I think those are tips, Tom, that we can all take away from when adversity comes or when news comes or um, I've had a tragedy in my own life losing a son. Mm. Um Give us some hope. Give us some thoughts to try to start saying in our mind, the mindset. You're saying the winning mindset. There was a sign uh, on, the, on the side of the road at one of my, the Ironmans I did earlier in my career. It actually was in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and it said, um, pain is temporary, but quitting is forever. Nobody out there, uh, any of the spectators and other racers, they don't, they doesn't mean anything to them, you know, if you were, if you were to just quit, but you know, uh, if you quit, I mean, and, and that would have been something very hard for me to, uh, would be very hard for me to deal with knowing that, you know, that, um, I was so close to achieving something 
and I quit, and that would have been something that I would have, would have lived with. As I write about in the, in the book, the uh, first race that I did um, after my surgery, Ironman Lake Placid, uh, it, it, that was a very long day. And I almost didn't finish. I just barely made it under the time limit of, of 17 hours uh, because everything that could go wrong in a race went wrong that day. And there were so many times that I wanted to just, well, just give up. Maybe maybe the cancer is taking too big a toll on me and I, this just wasn't meant to be. Uh, but I kept reminding myself of, of why I was doing it. I had that blue wristband on and I was thinking about my friend friend Bill and all the people that were uh, that I was giving that hope and inspiration to and uh, so that really that really drove me on that day and that was the, the, I guess the toughest race I've, I've ever done I, so any of them would be tough. <laughs> but that's that's a good tip in that you're saying um, I'm so close, or I could try, or, and we've all had in our lives, even in our business lives, things, and I'll speak for myself for a moment, Tom, but times where, oh, should I try that? And people even encouraging, Valerie, you should try that. And eventually, thank God so far, I have. And to your point, looking back, looking back, rearview mirror, had I not, I would have never known what I know by having gone forward and doing what I said I would do. Mm -hmm. So that's good advice, which this book is not, I want you to know, audience, this isn't all about uh, the... the um, uh, winning the races physically. This is about life's race, and there's just so many points to it poignantly. And on that note, you shared with me that one of the things that was important to uh, say to the audience is that when things aren't going well, and when those negative emotions bottle up, the importance of talking about it. Tell us about that. Ooh. When I was diagnosed <clears throat> with uh, my prostate cancer, uh, as I said, I had many emotions and, and some of those were embarrassment and almost, uh, almost felt like a fraud hmm. uh, because I had, all, people had always viewed me as being Mr. Fit and healthy and uh, leading that, health, that healthy active lifestyle. And uh, uh, so that, 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 was, that was very hard and it, and it took me, over a year, actually 13 months before, with my wife's encouragement, that to to write a blog to see, hmm. to to um, maybe get some of that out of my my system, because I kept everything bottled up. And the lesson learned is it can be so isolating when you keep something like that bottled up inside. Uh, and it's so 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 important to have a a support group around you uh, regardless of, of, of the challenge um, but again it, it, part of the problem with especially with prostate cancer and men men typically don't want to talk about it and um, uh, 
and they're, they're, they do it, and especially anything below the belt, like prostate cancer. And I, and I was one of those guys. And, and again, like I said, it took me over, over a year before I finally started talking about it. And when I wrote the first blog, it came from a gentleman, the response came from a gentleman in New Zealand. I had given him hope and inspiration and then more came in. And so it was just so, so gratifying to know that my story was helping other people. But at the time I wasn't trying to, uh, change the world, if you will, but it was just, it was so therapeutic for me to, uh, to, to write about it and know that other men out there are, were suffering uh, like I was. But uh, again, that was a big lesson, lesson learned and, and something that I would tell anybody is don't, don't, don't keep it uh, bottled up inside and seek, seek help. Seek help or talk about it yeah. in anything. I think that is a good teachable point of view. A couple of others that I want to mention that are extremely valuable too, Tom. You said, um, life presents us with a lot of challenges and how we choose to deal with them is what defines us. And in your book, you actually have three it's one of the blue tabs without having to look at it. I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. But the three areas of perseverance, overcoming fear, and living intentionally. And then in the book, he goes on to uh, audience to explain and go into detail of each of those. So let's do that for a moment. Perseverance, overcoming fear, and living intentionally. What can you say to us who are not Iron Men? We're just going through life. Well, for, first of all, let me just say that, you know, you, I'm not saying advocating that you have to be an Iron Man to get over the, the challenges you have, whatever they are in life. Uh, but I do advocate for being, you know, active and all. And your goal may be just to get off the couch and walk around the block. I mean, something as simple as that. So I'm not trying to say that you have to... Uh, that you have to, uh, you know, do something as extreme as, as, as the Iron Man. Uh, it's just what I chose to do. Um, but yes, the, the, the per perseverance and, and overcoming fear and living intentionally are, are three of the pillars of what I call my, uh, uh, my winning mindset. And perseverance helps, helps us get through uh so many so many of the, the challenges that we may have and um and looking out to that what the big, bigger picture is what's the end game and i and i love to quote my uh, boyhood idol um growing growing up in wisconsin uh vince lombardi and and his his quote was um it's not whether you get knocked down it's whether you get back up mm. and that goes for that goes for um for everything in life so uh, that's a good quote what about living intentionally uh living living intentionally um it is is important too, especially as we're getting into the as we are now into a new, a new year, and uh, I think being intentional is, is key, both um, mentally and, and physically. Um, and in our society, it's uh, uh, being live, living an intentional, healthy lifestyle is hard is hard to do, and it's something that we all need we need uh, need to practice. Practice makes perfect. That's right. In the book, you say, um, on the intentional mindset, talking about posting pictures that 
are visionary mm-hmm. for you reaching a goal or a dream. Uh, the pictures having a m- pictures visualizing. There's something powerful, audience, about visualization. Pictures have an amazing impact on your mind. Maybe you want a different job, and you need skills and experience. Uh, maybe you want to write a resume that describes your future state. Maybe you want to keep your goal in mind, your end goal in mind, so that it drives your subconscious mind. There's a lot to our subconscious mind and your actions. So again, the book is, is, is so for all people, not just in athletic situations. So, Tom, one of the three that we talked about, perseverance, overcoming fear, and living intentionally. I want to go to the one about overcoming fear. So many of us have fears. What would you say to that? Um, Well, first of all, you have to acknowledge it. I mean, that that you have the fear, but don't focus on it or it could paralyze you, literally. Uh, But learning to deal with that fear means putting your negative thoughts in, in it uh, in perspective and their, their failures are really part of that mindset change process and using failure as a, as an opportunity to learn from your mis- mistakes mm-hmm. um, and there will be challenges and failures in life and I really like uh, quotes by two different men different takes on, on failure uh, uh, Thomas Edison and Michael Jordan, and and Thomas Edison said, "I have I have found ten thousand ways that won't work," and Jordan said, "I've missed over nine thousand shots in my career. I've lost almost three hundred games, and twenty six times I've been trusted to take the game winning shot hmm. and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life. A winning mindset really does take." courage and intelligence and the, your mindset is really what drives uh, the habits that you do create with that uh, winning mindset. That's, that is so well said. Did you share the definition of mindset? I did not. And according to the dictionary, a mindset is a habitual or characteristic mental attitude that determines how you will interpret and respond to situations. So, Tom, is there, is there one message that you would leave the audience, especially since we're still in pandemic, about our health? You know, in, in my specific case, both heart disease and, and, uh, and cancer, uh, I like to refer to as silent killers uh, because they, both of them in the early stages typically exhibit no symptoms. And if they have progressed to a to a, a, a later later stage than than the prognosis for either disease or or and or the quality of life being reduced is, is very great. So my, my message uh, to the audience is is be proactive with your health and and get checked. And if you don't like what the doctor's telling you and you still feel like there's something wrong, get a, get a second get a second opinion. By the way, audience, I just want you to know that um, this is where you'll see in the banner, this is where you can get a copy of Tom's book, The Winning Mindset That Saved My Life. And he wants you to know that, what Tom? 100% of the net proceeds are going to be 
donated to uh, medical research. Okay, so it doesn't go to him, it goes to research. Tom, this has been a beautiful opportunity for me. As I said at the beginning, you are an incredible man. Obviously, the audience can see and hear how humble and coming from the heart you are. And now you're mentoring others and you're helping others through your advocacy work. And we wish you all God's blessing. Thank you. As you continue to do that. Thank you so much. Thank you much, Valerie. Thanks Thank for you being so on the show. And now I have a Valerieism. Okay, here it is for today. Look at your life. You're stronger now. Can I say that again? Look at your life. You are stronger now. We're always, as Tom said, we're always going to go through life. And yet, in the rearview mirror, which I don't like to look back very often, but sometimes it's good to look back and see what, in fact, you have overcome. Maybe it's something as simple as I began exercising and I never wanted to. Now I really feel good. It can be a fear that you have tackled and said, no, my mindset. I'm not going to fear that. I'm going to try it. And oh my goodness, it worked out. But you'll never know unless you try. You are stronger now. So go for it. And that's my Valerism. And by the way, don't forget, I've got a couple of books that I think you'll find of value on Amazon, Do It Right, and that's where Doing It Right came from, and Monday Morning Leadership for Women. And that's it. Thanks for listening. To receive Valerie's voice, free monthly leadership tips, and to learn more about her leadership programs and coaching, visit her website, valerieandcompany.com. Next week, we'll be here again to inspire, engage, and equip you with teachable points of view from successful leaders who have been doing it right. Until then, lead authentically.